Welcome to Coffee with Kara, the podcast that brews up inspiring conversations to kickstart your day. I'm your host, Kara Menz, and I'm thrilled to have you here. As someone who has walked the path of personal growth and transformation, I understand the power of conversations that uplift and empower. Join me as we sip on insightful dialogues, motivational stories, and empowering tips that infuse positivity into your journey. Pour your favorite cup of coffee or tea, settle in, and let's share in the wisdom of meaningful discussions that resonate with your own story of growth and change. Hello, Miss Carrie. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. We're here. It's so cool because we are actually on Zoom seeing each other and recording via phone. So (laughs) yes, I love it. Love technology. Yes. Well, Carrie, oh my goodness. So I think we're just going to start into this convo about working together, you working with me, um, our, your progress and where you're at now. And I want you to share, you know, just let's just chat. We have great conversations. Always do. Um, yeah, kind of about what, when you reached out to me um, as, as an entrepreneur of yourself, um, maybe what you were looking for, where you were struggling and, and you can get into depth as much as you want. But both of us have great things that we can share that we are continuing to work on. And it's it's not like it's a one and done ending type of thing with both of us. And I think that's what I love about you, Carrie, is that you are continuing to um, grow and and do things and dive into more things that we need to work. And I think that's what um, my work with people makes them realize is that it's like once you've kind of unveiled that one layer of onion of whatever you can then open up to, to learn more about yourself and what you need to work on. And cause yeah. we all have stuff, right? So, yeah. so tell us who, what you do, who you are and gosh, yeah. we go way back. We do. <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking of starting there. And I think yeah. um, it's interesting. I remember one of the first conversations that you and I had, I don't know, several years ago when I think we may be connected for the first time is that we have had parallel journeys um, for probably the last 10 or 12 years. Like we've been on the same path in different lanes and just never really crossed. So we did the same business together, two businesses together, um, in the same company, um, working towards the same goals. And I think we had a lot of people that we worked with who knew each other. I knew of you, um, but didn't know you as a person. Um, and met, um, I, I think my first maybe understanding of who you were exposure, uh, to your name was I was in an airport in Des Moines on my way to Cancun and Jen Blankenship, uh, was there and we were, we were single. We were the two people on this, this group trip that we had earned. We were the two single ladies with, uh, with nobody else going. And I saw her and I was like, are you going on this trip? She's like, yeah, are you going? Yeah. And we just instantly uh, connected and became friends. And so I I heard about you through her, um, which was awesome. Um, But then, you know, as we uh, crossed paths in a a direct sale company and and she brought me uh, in as we transitioned um, and got to meet you on a personal level and really see your spark and you know, the inspiration and the things that you're doing. I just always enjoy like the attitude that you brought, but you're real. 
right? And so to be <laughs> yeah. like, I, I'm real. I'm going to tell you when shit gets tough, I'm going to tell you with you. It's not sunshine and rainbows, but we can do this together. And I've always just appreciated that about you. Oh, um, thank you. And uh, as I, I was uh, going through my next my next chapter, um, following you on Facebook, seeing the things that you were doing. And when you started this alcohol-free journey, it just, it kind of sparked my interest. Um, I had been working in prevention. Um, so I was, a uh, helping youth. I've always worked with youth and helping youth to think about mental health and treat mental health outside of using substances and to wait till their brain is developed before they really dig into, you know, looking at alcohol or, or using anything else. And that was kind of the message that I, um, you know, I was bringing to them is like, let's, let's learn how to cope with life before returning to substances. Um, but in that same parallel, right. I, I started drinking at a young age and knew what it was and and you know enjoyed glasses of wines with my friends and and you know different things and I started a new job where I finally was not working in a nonprofit world I was working for a private business and in private business you take your clients out and you show them a good time and you do all of these things and alcohol is there and found myself very quickly slipping into this place of when I was working, alcohol was everywhere. So, you know, we, we got to the place where we had statuses at hotels, we had statuses on airlines, which meant you had free alcohol and, you know, my God, you better take advantage of free alcohol yeah. when it's sitting there in front of you. And um, yeah, just kind of was getting out of control. Do you, and, and do you, I mean, think back to that bar we met at. <laughs> yeah. I know like that, those were the party days, those, mm -hmm. that, that, again, that corporate here, we're, we're at a, 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 a trip we earned, but the first thing they offer you is a tray of drinks and uh, it's just day one, like, and these women that probably have never been away from home. I was about... passed out in that chair by two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on that first day. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is a scary world. As I'm looking at it, it's like earning trips, um, mm -hmm. first time maybe away from family, away from husbands, and it can get toxic. It, it, it really can become a toxic place if you don't watch it. Yeah. Not aware of it. And, and not that it's like toxic, meaning you're consuming it more than the alcohol than you would if you're home. And, um, it's just this party atmosphere. It is. And, and I, I, when you walk away from that and you go back to a meeting or a conference, you really see the scary parts of it. And, and it's, it's, it's scary for me a little bit to just see that all of these people are kind of jumping into it. But any anyway, long story, you can make your own decisions and still be a part of something like that. Yeah. But why are you a part of it? Yeah. If it's just for that, if it's just to get away, if it's just to be able to go off into your world, like that's not a healthy place to be either. No. And I, but, and I think what mm -hmm. changed for me in that from it being like, well, I'm just doing this because it's social and because we're just having fun and I'm away from home. What changed the, my mindset in that was COVID. 
because I went from traveling and being all these places and taking advantage of free alcohol or, or I'm just doing it because I'm with a client to yeah. in front of my computer and drinking and it now being a place where it's like, okay, now I'm not buying uh, wine by the bottle. I'm buying it by the box. Yeah. And, you know, but it's okay because it's COVID and how, what else am I supposed to do? And it mm-hmm. kind, of be, kind of became, you saw the social norms shift even further during COVID about it being okay just to be at home. Mm-hmm. And you saw the funny memes about drinking while you're on the job and all of these yeah. things that just to change the, your mindset about, well, everybody else is doing it. And I realized at that point that it had become not a social thing, but a coping thing. Mm-hmm. And now it was okay, I'm doing this outside of it just being fun. Right, right. So I I stopped in December of 19. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's that. I think I pray to God. I do. I, I'm like, yeah. there's a reason Kara found out about this alcohol-free lifestyle before COVID. Um, yeah. Because I did see the happy hours, the Zoom happy hours, the, everything had to evolve around drinking. And it was just like wide op- eye-opening to just look at it in a different way and not put that blame of, oh, I must be wrong. I must be weak. I, I use this for a different reason and I'm so bad and I black out and I do this. And it's like, why is it shifted on me? Let's look at the substance like we learned. <laughs> In this mm-hmm. naked mind, which really can get you fired up. And then you look at yourself. How am I using this? But my gosh, we have to look at those other two areas because it's all around us, yeah. right? Like, yeah. can I say I don't drink and still be a part of this world <laughs> of mm-hmm. business, of having fun, of going out? And I think what I want to do is in a bigger frame is give people permission to say, I don't need it. I don't want it right now, but I still want to partake with and hang out with you. Yeah. But I don't need it to be the end all. Like, oh, I think I lost you. You there? There we are. Are we okay now? Yep. <laughs> How much of that did we not get? I just, I I, you just said the uh, end all be all. So I learned that <laughs> I had a call coming and I wasn't even looking at my phone. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Um, but I think for that, what yeah. you were just saying, I think is, is for me, COVID one kind of, it, it, it was, it was good and bad. It was a turning point for me to kind of have this realization that it, that alcohol for me was something different than I was telling myself that it was. But it also was, it started this snowball effect in my life that, uh, that got out of control really, really quick. And more than just alcohol, right? I went from traveling all the time to now sitting at home on my computer you know, doing work long hours, um, it, it affected my health. I gained a lot of weight. I was, you know, I was drinking at home um, and just trying to maneuver and get through just whatever was all the uncertainty that was happening. When the COVID 
restrictions were lifted and we were back into traveling, I put all of myself back into work. And I was now traveling more than I'd ever traveled before. I was taking on as many projects as I could take on. I had leadership responsibilities within the organization that I was in. And I was just emerging myself in work. And, um, you know, you and I were just talking earlier about how it just, you kind of start to lose yourself in understanding of who you are. And, and what is controlling your decisions. And I think at that time, I could feel something unraveling for me and I didn't know what it was. And so I was watching you on Facebook and having these conversations about alcohol. And it was like, I trust Kara. I know Kara. She knows who I am. I'm interested in this alcohol-free journey. And maybe if I can figure out the alcohol thing, it will solve all of my other problems. And so reaching out to you and starting to understand and having those conversations and getting into the naked mind and understanding cognitively being aware about the decisions that I was making and about why I was drinking and what was it that I was trying to cover up or to deal with actually dug me in deeper to say there's a di- there's a there's deeper things that are going on with you yeah. and there's there's things that you need to fix internally in myself and under and really redefining who I was and whether and I think it is the same thing about you know uh, um, dependency right yeah. dependency whether it's alcohol or work or working out or whatever right putting yourself all of yourself and being defined into something so that you don't have to deal with the things that are going on internally. They're all, they're all exchangeable. Um, And I think it helped me really then dig in deep and to say that there are, I needed to make some serious life choices uh, in order to find myself and get myself into a healthier place, which included leaving my job. And, and getting myself out of a toxic situation about taking control and not letting my decisions be influenced by outside forces or trying to please people or trying to, you know, do things that really weren't in my best interest. And it just led me into this place of, yeah, you really need to do a lot of self-work and find your own self-worth in order to make decisions that are going to be healthy for you in the long run. I love that self-worth work to find out what your self-worth is. I think Mm -hmm. that's worth repeating again. Find out your Mm self-worth. Do the work, self-work. Self-work. To find your self-worth. Find yourself. Because I think same thing. It was work that I was doing and, and, constantly nose down uh work what can i change what can i control um you know you can kind of control your sales you can work harder at this you can you know like and it's sometimes mindless work mm-hmm. and and i think what you did was courageous carry because it's a scary thing to to it just to bring up because it's your confidant it's your numbing agent it's your party it's your best it's your friend mm-hmm. and, and and I'm the first to say that I it was like a hard breakup it was like a death leaving this substance for myself that I had to deal with and it's kind of weird to say but it, it it was my crutch like oh I don't have to think about work I'm gonna just drink 
mm-hmm. or I'm going to, I don't feel valued right now. So I'm just going to drink. So I don't have to think about that mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. much. So it's this feeling your feels is what I say that a lot of people are avoiding yeah. and with many different things, it can be alcohol, it can be smoking, it can be um, shopping, um, scrolling, you know, like there's always something and it's just whatever you're picking, don't be ashamed of it, own up it and say, okay, I'm doing this thing and it's because I'm avoiding something. What is it that you're avoiding? And it's just baby steps of questioning yourself. I think we don't question ourselves enough. We just go with the flow and people are not freaking slowing down enough to even understand if they're breathing in their belly correctly. Yes. Like, you know, this fight or flight breathing, like I've been learning to breathe into my gut. That just sounds so silly, you guys, but it takes a lot more effort to grow, <laughs> breathe into your gut. <laughs> I, I think that's so true. And I, I, I love how you were, you know, talking about that we just continue to find things to cover. Right. And, and I, I think it, it's the same it's the same thing that we look at for pharmaceuticals, right? Like I'm taking a pill for this and it gives me four other side effects that instead of dealing with my root cause, I'm just going to add something else to it. And we do that in life. So, you know, alcohol was one thing. And then, you know, then I'm masking out everything else with work. If I, if I, if I, if I work, um, I can find, you know, people are going to value me. People are going to, Uh, really want me and see how awesome I am, right? I can just do more and more work and just pile on things. And then I get stressed out. So I'm drinking more or I'm doing more of the bad habits. And it's just like, we're, we're piling on all of these things to cover up or to avoid from really finding the root cause. And, And the work that I've done in the last six months. So, you know, you and I, you started this journey with me, really helped me understand about understanding the habits or the things that were going on internally, cognitively being aware about the decisions that I was making and really thinking about, you know, pausing and, and, and understanding what that was happening. Also understanding that I needed to stop some of the outside noise. And if, if people wanted to do something, you know, the whole let them theory, like let them go do that. Right. That's not about me. That's not in my realm. That's not for me. And really starting there. And it just kind of continued to deeper and deeper. And that's each layer peeled off of this is what I was coping with, or this is what I was using to cope. This is the next thing. Now, what am I using to cope until I got really down into understanding who I am and having um, time for understanding meditation and yoga. And I think what I've found is that life is simple. I think faith and, and whether you believe in God or you're a spiritual person or whatever that is for you, it is simple, right? And it is like, I, I am a religious person um, and I, I, I know and I've been raised that, you know, God lives within me, right? The spirit is within me. God has made me perfect. I am perfect in his eyes. And so I have to stop everything that's outside that's telling me something different and i need to learn when things get tough rather than reaching for something that's external that's influencing me or or it's trying to cover something up realizing that that's the toxicity and what i need to do is just be myself and being by myself and really dig into what 
what is internal? What is the message that's in here that's already been planted in me and the purpose that I am here on this earth to do? And, and that is where I really spent my time and now learning how to use that in order to make myself or put myself in the right places at the right times to really live that out. Oh, I love this. Yes. Because you, you know, God has his path. He's already got us figured out. He knows everything. So I think what, for me, it's like, and a lot of people, you do go through these challenges too. And in my life is to teach people like, yeah, been there, done that. Just maybe that's not the right path for you. Have you thought of this? And I think it's making people become aware of things without making them feel ashamed, Mm -hmm. um, guilty, um, embarrassed, like, Hey, the minute you're vulnerable. And I do remember a moment with us that you were pretty vulnerable and, um, you over the phone, I could hear like weight lifted off of you mm-hmm. because you were like, I don't think I've ever told anybody that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, how are you feeling? And and you were just elated mm-hmm. and, and you just shared something. It was just like, you guys, the vulnerable state that we can get into with other people, they're there for you. And that's what I think that's a big thing that you need to be aware of. There are people in your life that you can become vulnerable with. But if you are one of those people, it starts with you. Yeah. So I think I shared something with you and just, just, uh, it's just me, my nature. And it's like, it's okay that that stuff's happened and, and um, you need to get shit off your chest. Yes. You need to find a confidant person to talk to. Sure. If it's your, some, you know, you don't have to pay for it because there are people in friendships around you that there, but it might take you getting out of that comfort zone first and saying it first in a safe space with that you are sharing something that you don't want to be shared. I think making that boundary and then ground rules and then going for it and trying and you will start seeing, I see fields of wildflowers growing everywhere after people are sharing because then you find your people and you find other people that are going to share stuff with you. And it becomes beautiful because you're growing again. You're not, it's not the dead winter flowers. It's, it's the springtime. It's the growing. But yet we do know when we can rest and, and we're still seated, but we've got those friends around us that we can help that can help us during those times. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, when you bring that up, because I remember that day as well. And I remember that feeling of being able to say it and let it go and feel like I've been carrying this so long. And I just don't know that there's anybody that I trust that I can say this to, but I know that as a root crutch for me that I need to learn how to deal with. And um, so I, I do, uh, leadership training. I do facilitation training, teaching people skills to facilitate and have conversations where you step into a brave space in order to share and hear experiences. Right. And so typically in this, in the skills that I offer are the groups that I work with. We don't, we're not getting that deep. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's, no. it's, it's corporate or it's team, you know, yeah. and it's just like sharing your, your experiences with a project or, you know, uh, something in life. Um, but I'm working with, I, I do a youth leadership program and cool. it's a year long cohort. Okay. Um, and so I have 16 high school seniors, juniors and seniors, 
um, that are from different school districts, don't know each other, but they're from kind of the same region. So they come together once a month. And when our very first session we had, I was talking kind of introducing them to me and to what this leadership cohort was about. And I said, there's a lot of things we talked about, what does leadership mean? And there's a lot of characteristics, um, you know, that we say that a leader should have, but we really talked about three that we really were gonna focus on. Okay. Um, and one was um, connection, right? The ability as a leader to connect with myself, mm-hmm. to know who I am, to know what my strengths are, to know what my weaknesses are, my ability to connect with another person, to be able to say that I, I connect with you, I can meet you where you are, I understand where you're coming from, and the ability to connect people to people. Yeah. And in order to do that, we need to be courageous to step in and go first. And to be able to be vulnerable. And so it's all around connections, being vulnerable, um, and and just creating this space and, and, and courage. And so the first activity that we did with this group was, was, was a three-point time in life. So tell me your story in three sections. And so it can be past, present, future. It can be elementary, middle school, high school. It can be my life was going this way until this event happened and it shifted my life. And I said, you don't know each other and you Mm -hmm. don't know me. So you can go as deep or as surface level as you want. There's no judgment here. You do what you feel is comfortable. And I, you know, gave my story Um, and, but the first gal, she raised her hand even before I could go. And she was like, I want to go and I want to tell my story. And she got in and talked about the, the, um, substance abuse that was happening in her family. Um, you know, she lost her stepdad, um, to an overdose, you know, the, the insecurities of home and food and mental health and all of the things that she had been through in her 17 short years that she shared and was just she's like I've never shared this with anybody before but she's like I just I you know I feel that weight lifted like I I created a space to share this and I, I feel good and after she got up every single person said I wasn't going to share this but thank you for going first and they shared a very similar story and just immediately the connections that they had with one another and built this trust to be able to say man, we as human beings are more alike than we ever think that we are, yeah. right? And, and that there's nobody that has all of their shit together. And even as youth, mm-hmm. right, that there are places and struggles yeah. that they have. Um, and they're like, oh, we've just created this space and this, this friendship and this connection to be able to say, I need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I need to get comfortable Mm. saying things so that if I want to be a leader, I want to help people or I want to make this world a better place that I need to be able to feel comfortable, uncomfortable going first. Um, And it's been an awesome journey. And I just think as human beings, if we can just learn that, then be able to recognize, you know, sometimes we're going to get shot down. Sometimes people are going to give us a hard time or make fun of us or whatever. But I think in this world right now, really what we need people to be honest with yourself with themselves yes oh my gosh i couldn't i did not know we were we were going to segue into that at all yeah. after what i said so this is the beauty of us connecting and chatting like this because i really think creating a space for, for vulnerable conversations um we don't mm-hmm. have them we mm-hmm. we meet each other in walmart in the grocery store and we hi how are you and we leave and you go back to your house and you maybe cry 
And yeah. you maybe are thinking you're still alone and you may not look like you're alone and you maybe have superficial friends around you, but you feel alone. And I, 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 I feel it in people. And I, I just want to create openness and space and like conversations like this. So when somebody says, how are you doing? And you're not doing good to say, you know what? I've been better. Yeah. Do you have a minute to listen? Yeah. Or, you know, and then when somebody does say that to you, to stop and say, well, how, how can I, can I be an ear? Mm-hmm. And I think a good thing to say to your kids too, is when they are talking or whatever, do you want me to, this is probably from Mel Robbins podcasts do you want me to you know be an ear or do you want me to come up with a solution Mm -hmm. as mothers we like to come up with solutions and that's sometimes why our kids don't talk to us yeah because we're always fixing so just be an ear and listen and just be like I can just hear you and listen and I don't need to fix because you have it in you to to know what you need you do people do Mm -hmm. but when you feel alone you don't yeah. And I, I think that's been really kind of leads all the way into my journey and being able to say, like, I, I need to be vulnerable and be able to say like, yeah, oh, no, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And rather than drinking mm-hmm. or, or doing something else, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to acknowledge what I'm feeling and what I'm going through, but also not to look to somebody to say, I need you to change, or I need you to do something to make it better for me. Right because that work is in me and it's it's like I now that I've said it or I've recognized it what is it that I can do Mm -hmm. to help move myself out of it and I and I sometimes we need assistance with that and sometimes but I had to take ownership for a lot of shit Mm -hmm. um and and accountability for a lot of things that I did that I wanted to blame on everybody else that I wanted to just say that you know I acted this way because you did this to me Mm. and being able to say no I I own that Mm -hmm. I own that and and I'm not always going to show up in the best place um I'm not always going to say the right things but um I also have to understand that I have the ability. Those are the only things that I can control. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love this. So what are you working on now, Carrie? You're working on, you said a podcast coming up and Mm -hmm. you're doing some more of the high school leadership. I love that. So Mm -hmm. are you looking for people to hire you i mean what what yeah people are looking for you so we can share that here yeah i think there's a couple of different realms of my business one is that i am i call myself a facilitator and i sometimes it's easier to think of it kind of as a mediator Mm -hmm. but i i'm not a consultant that comes into a group and it can be kids or it can be a team of people um and to be able to say i bring a process that brings questions to ask the group that they already know the answers to. And I just create the space, a brave space for people to be able to share and to be kind of uncover some of that, uh, that vulnerability to be able to share experiences, to listen to one another so that they can do come to a a shared space and, and do some real authentic collaboration. Cause as people, we need each other. And again, as the world shifts and changes and we're looking at all these things, we have the answers and we know what to do. But sometimes we have to put aside 
my own judgment or my own thinking in order to say, what is it that somebody else brings to the table that I don't have? And so I come in uh, and help groups through that. Um, Again, whether it's high school kids or whether it's, you know, adults uh, were in the workplace, it's all the realm of that. But then I also teach those skills. And that's really where my passion is because I I don't want to be the person that everybody calls and has come in and do it when you can make this a part of your work culture. Yeah. You can make this part of your home culture, right? How do I create a brave space? How do I set up a space that's welcoming for people that they feel like they can share? Mm-hmm. How do we empower people to make decisions that they really can can improve their lives on? How do we give people new and innovative ideas to collaborate and do something different within their organizations? And so that's what I do. I love it. So we'll put the website. Yep. CarrieTerhark.com. So CarrieTerhark. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh, this was awesome. You're doing so good. And what would you like to leave people with? Any, Any type of actionable... Well, we kind of gave a few, but anything you'd like to leave our, our view, listeners with that they can take an, an, as an action step? I, I think my biggest takeaway for the last year is really to, to do the work and to say, you know, to, to, to stop doing the work, the work, mm-hmm. the tasks, stop doing the tasks of the cycle of the, the you know, being on the hamster wheel yeah. and, and pause and and do the work to find out what's really in you and and your what you bring yes oh and I remember that was a conversation many times Mm -hmm. um it's okay to slow down because I I was actually just one step I'm 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 only just one step ahead of my clients I really am (laughs) like maybe a half (laughs) that's what that's what's relatable yeah. So I'm like, I know you feel like you got to work all the time and that that's your gojo and your mojo and all that stuff, but it will still work if you're not constantly there. And I think pulling you away from that, it's hard. It is so hard to get off that hamster wheel, but it's, you did it, you're doing it. And then you realize that maybe I'm not like 80% of the world who works to work to work to work and then when they're 60 or 65 they retire and then they do then they start living life the way they want to I I, I want to do that now like today's my birthday and I am going to be 50 next year and watch out next year because it is the year to say and to shift people into thinking like who said we have to work eight hours a day who said we have to work at 8 a.m like we talked about so your morning rituals and being an entrepreneur you get to shift your life into how you need it to be. And that first hour of your morning is you, your time. So get up earlier, get the stuff done and do your thing and that do is- your yoga and meditation and stuff and see, see how things can change. Just try one little thing, right? If you get that one is- of your five things you wrote down, <laughs> yep. celebrate that. Yahoo, I did a freaking five minute yoga session or I took my vitamins today. Yahoo. Yes. That's part of my epic is that celebrate every darn little thing you do to show yourself that you showed up for yourself, that you made some changes and they weren't all of what you maybe wanted at the time or let you want to change, but you 
got to start with a stepping stone. So I am celebrating you today, every day, Carrie, but seriously, I, you are amazing. And thank you for letting me guide you and just, just be that person and that ear for you to, to show you a different way possibly. Right. Yes. And still your go-getter and still being successful yet that inner work to feel at peace is the best. So yeah. I'm glad we could do that and help each other actually with that because you helped me as much as I have helped you. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks again. Have a wonderful, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes and reach out to Carrie if you're looking for that facilitator, but also that, especially with those youth. Oh, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Carrie. You bet. Take care. All right. We'll be in touch. (laughs) All right. I saw that happen. Good. Good, good. Yes. That was awesome. And that wraps up another enriching episode of Coffee with Kara. Thank you for joining me on this journey of empowerment and growth. Remember, the conversations we've had here are more than words. They're a catalyst for positive change in your life. While the insights shared on this podcast can be transformative, it's important to note that they don't replace the need for professional guidance from a counselor, psychologist, or doctor. As you go about your day, carry with you the inspiration and insights from today's discussion. Until we meet again, keep sipping on the warmth of empowerment and keep embracing the beauty of your journey. Take care and keep shining.